Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to episode 12 of the podcast. This week, I'm talking about something I regularly have conversations with my clients about. It's something I have a very strong opinion on. No sitting on the fence on this one for me. I am very much on my soapbox. And that's the question of whether you should state your prices on your website. There are, quite clearly, two distinct schools of thought on this. The yeses and the noes. And I'm in the yes camp. I believe very strongly that you should put your prices on your website, or at least an indication of what you charge. Before I explain why, this episode is not about what you should charge for your services. That's a whole other question. I might do another episode on that one. For any good or service, there are a wide range of prices. We don't necessarily choose the cheapest option as consumers. In fact, most of the time, we don't go to the cheapest option. If I were to hire a copywriter, I can go on a website like Fiverr and get a copywriter who will charge me, well, a Fiverr. Actually, I think it's $5 plus service charges. The best copywriters charge thousands or maybe even tens of thousands. If I'm looking for a copywriter, I might not want to overpay, but I do want one that's going to help me get the best results for the lowest cost. It's a value judgment, not a price one. And they are two different things. If I want a coffee, I could buy a jar of instant coffee for, what, two pounds? Pay less than 10 pence a cup. According to Google, the most expensive cup of coffee in the UK is £50 in some hotel in Mayfair. £10 a cup or £50? Apparently this £50 one is flavoured with animal droppings. Personally, I would have thought that would reduce the cost, but hey, what do I know about coffee? Now, I regularly buy coffee at a cafe in Seven Oaks, despite having coffee at home. Because it's not just about the coffee. Although, Life on High's coffee does take much, much better than mine. <laughs> it's about the experience too. Even for something that is more commodity-like, a specific branded item, we don't always go for the cheapest, even though ultimately we're buying the same thing. The cheapest place to buy, I don't know, say a particular printer, for example, might require a longer wait. Or I might choose a more expensive option because it includes something extra, delivery to my door or six months of ink or something like that. Even something like a tin of beans. The cheapest tin of Heinz beans might require a trip to a supermarket I don't usually go to. It might not be convenient. The point I'm trying to make is that people don't buy based on price alone. They buy based on value. None of us want to pay more than we need to, but we choose based on a combination of factors, and price is just one. For a service-based business, there's also trust. Trust that you will deliver the outcome I want. If I want to employ a copywriter, I'm not buying an amount of words. I'm buying words that will persuade people to buy from me. And at the end of the day, that has enormous value. I need to trust that the copywriter will deliver copy that converts, not just any old copy. I've got a personal trainer. 
yes, it takes effort to get a body like this. <laughs> now, I don't need to pay anything to do any exercise. In fact, for many years, I didn't. I have tins of beans in my cupboard. I've got a chair, some stairs, trainers when I want to go out for a run. And the internet is full of exercise videos. I pay because it makes me exercise for an hour every week. Given the cost, I don't cancel. The trainer pushes me further than I would do on my own. There's access to equipment I don't have at home. And to be honest, I just like our chats too. Think about equations where, occasions even, when you pay more than the cheapest option. Even a packet of carrot seeds to grow your own is cheaper than buying a bag of carrots at the supermarket. The important thing is to have confidence in your pricing. Know that for the right client, you will deliver value that is worth more than they're paying you. I know I'm not the cheapest person to build your website. In fact, you could even build your own if you really wanted to save money. But my clients buy from me because they want a website that helps them get more clients. They want a website they love, that looks professional. They want to understand how to edit it themselves. And they don't want to be patronised in the process or made to feel stupid. I want somebody who will make it maybe even an enjoyable process. And that's what I provide. That's the value you're paying for. A bunch of code isn't going to help your business on its own. Of course, there are others that are way more expensive than me. But they are often delivering something for that. Things that my clients, the kind that I want to work with, don't need. But their clients maybe do. And I think one of the biggest reasons people don't state prices on their website is fear. Fear of what people might think about their prices. She charges how much? Who does she think she is? They think people are going to think they're too high. Which is why having confidence in your prices is so important. Why else might you choose not to display your prices? One reason is you're worried your competitors might find out. This is the excuse I hear most often. Well, my response to that, who cares? They find out. What difference does that make? You have to be confident that your prices are the right prices for you. Full stop. If your competitors choose to base their prices off yours, perhaps even going a bit cheaper, then so what? You're not the same as your competitor. I go to a particular coffee shop because I like their coffee and I like their vibe. I like what they stand for. There are lots of coffee shops in Seven Eggs. Their prices won't all be the same because they offer slightly different things to different people. My children, you know, they like somewhere else, which is, has a slightly younger feel. All of the coffee shops in Seven Oaks know what each other charges. Well, they could easily find out. It's no secret. But people don't buy solely on price. If we all chose on price alone, the cheapest one would have a queue out the door and the others wouldn't have any customers. Of course, those competing for the same customers must be in the same ballpark price-wise. Seven Oaks might be a wealthy area, but I doubt there are many people who would be willing to pay £50 for a coffee flavoured with animal droppings. You have your people, your competitors have that. I put my prices on my website. Most website businesses don't. And to be honest, I noticed someone who started after me had clearly based their packages and prices on mine. They were remarkably similar. I mean, it could have been a coincidence, of course. Yes, I was initially outraged. How dare they? But I quickly remembered they're not me. And I get enough clients because clients choose based on the overall value. 
which includes showing the results I've got for others, not price alone. I should hasten to add that I was actually stalking their own website to find out what they charged. <laughs> I'd also add that even if you don't have your prices on your website, your competitors can easily find out what you charge. They can ask someone who's been a client or even get a friend to call or email and inquire. So sorry, but that excuse doesn't wash with me. I'm harsh, I know. <laughs> the second reason I get is that your offering is bespoke and every client pays a different price. I get that. It certainly applies to websites. When I quote for a bespoke website, I do so on some basic criteria. I don't just make it up. I take into account the number of pages, functionality required, and anything else I think might impact on the complexity. Now, I take the risk that some pages are going to take me longer than others. I just price on a per-page basis. I also take some risk on the number and kind of edits a client might want from that first design. Within limits, of course. The result is I might price two websites the same, but one might take me twice as long as the other. Now, I have to take that risk because a client is not going to sign up to an hourly rate for a new website when they have no idea, or indeed control, over how long it's going to take. That's not how my industry works. It's similar for some other businesses, like occasion cakes, bespoke furniture, or even social media management. This isn't an issue specific to stating your prices on your website. It's an issue for quoting a fixed price for something bespoke. You're not entirely certain exactly what, how long it's going to take you or what it's going to cost you. So what do you do when your offer is bespoke? The way I get round it is to think about the cheapest package I offer and show that on the website. So potential clients, and yes, competitors and anyone else who's nosy, can see what my prices start at. It means they can decide if their budget will accommodate that. Because there's no point getting in touch if their budget is half what I charge. That's a waste of your time and theirs. They can also think about whether that package covers what they might need. And if not, be aware that it will cost a bit more. And my cheapest package is pretty close to what most clients want. If you find that most clients want something else, you could add that package too. Doing it this way is putting stakes in the ground so people can work out whether their budget is likely to be in the range of your prices. Because that's what we're trying to do by stating our prices. A third reason might be that you want to speak to the potential client and explain the value you offer so your prices aren't read in isolation. Either can't immediately dismiss you for being too expensive or out of their budget. And I see a number of business coaches preach this. Don't put your prices on your website because you need to explain to potential clients why they need you and put your price in context of the value they're getting. Sorry, that's absolute nonsense. There is no reason why you can't explain your value on your website. In fact, you should. There are plenty of ways you can show the value you provide. You can capture the feeling of working with you through brand photography. You can use testimonials to show the results you get for others in a similar position to them. And you can use copy to convert. I'm probably not alone in finding some of these sales pages particularly long. Because the words on the page can be just as compelling as those who speak. And I don't know about you, 
but I don't like to be on the receiving end of sales calls. I don't want to be subject to a hard sell. I know, I know you're not going to be subject me to a hard sell, but I might not know that before I speak to you. I want to know whether I'm in the right budget and really interested before I'll agree to such a call. Let me explain why. Some years ago, we were looking to get some built-in wardrobes and other furniture from my daughter's bedroom. She was about five or six at the time, and she still had the baby furniture passed down from her brother. I wanted something new that would last, that would grow with her. Now, we'd had fitted wardrobes before from one of those companies that specialise in fitted wardrobes. You know the kind. They're somewhere between bespoke and off the shelf. That there are a dozen or so designs, and then they're sized for your space. They were perfectly fine in what I was looking for, except I didn't like any of the designs from that particular company for my daughter. So I contacted another. One that had a showroom I'd walked past many, many times. I admired their work. It was a bit more, well, contemporary. They advertised in the kind of interior magazines I sometimes read. I went in to inquire about their prices, only to be told I'd need to organise a sales appointment as everything was price bespoke. I will never get those two hours of my life back again. After carefully measuring the space and listening to what I wanted, I was subject to the spiel of the craftsmanship that goes into their product, the quality of the dovetailing, where they're made, the names of the children of the person who drops down the wood. Okay, I made that last one up. <laughs> but you know what I mean. All the time I'm thinking, I don't have all day. I've got lots of other things I need to do. The quote came in at £11,000. I nearly keeled over. £11,000 for some wardrobes and chest of drawers for a six-year-old. It wasn't the case of having the money. I'd spent more on a kitchen. I didn't see the value in spending that much on some furniture for my daughter's bedroom, much as I love my daughter. I could have saved two hours of my time, my very valuable time, and two hours of the salesperson's time if I'd known in advance that it was several times the budget I had, because there was no way I was going to be persuaded to jump that gap. She ended up with IKEA. Although putting up IKEA flat pack wardrobes is not my husband's idea of fun, to say the least. There might have been a few crosswords. <clears throat> I think we all have that kind of story. A story where we have felt a hard sell. Do you? And it means that when we have to make an appointment for someone to tell us the price, we really think about whether or not we want to do that. I've been having this conversation with a client this week. She's reluctant to put her prices on her website. And at the end of the day, it's her decision. It's her website. But you do need to think about your clients. If you don't state your prices, you're likely to get more inquiries from people who are looking for something cheaper. A bit like me in the wardrobes. Yes, stating your prices will put some people off contacting you. But only those who would waste your time. They're not the clients you want to work with. Conversely, though, you will get more inquiries from people whose budget is aligned with your prices. Because without the prices on your website, some of them won't contact you. They assume you're more expensive than you are. Or maybe they just don't know, and they're scared to waste their time and or get into one of those awkward conversations where you're more than they want to pay, but they're embarrassed by the whole thing. Think about it. 
How often are you willing to ask what someone charges? You know that saying, if you need to ask the price, you can't afford it. I know several people I've come across during an evening of Googling or on social media and think they offer what you want. But see, they don't have prices listed and then don't bother contacting them. They could have had my business. A few months ago, I was looking for something specific and none of the businesses I came across listed their prices. So I had to write emails to them. That's a pain. It was late at night. Phoning wasn't an option even. One or two didn't even bother to respond. Two did, and they were more than I was willing to pay. What a waste of time that was. You see, you're giving potential customers an extra step in the process of choosing to work with you. A barrier. The act of contacting you and potentially speaking with you. That's demanding their time. And frankly, if they can see someone else who does list their prices, gives them what they want, and a price within their budget, do you know which one they're going to choose? Yes, it won't be you. And partly this comes down to an issue of trust and transparency. We think people who are transparent with things like their prices, who tell you up front exactly what they charge, are more trustworthy. And at the end of the day, an awful lot of business relationships are built on trust. Have I persuaded you yet? Yes, I do feel very strongly about this. I'm definitely on my soapbox. I do accept that. But the reality is you need to think like a customer rather than worry about some of your own issues because many people don't put their prices on their website because of fear, embarrassment, if you like, over what they charge and what people will think. You have to have confidence in the value that you provide, that you're giving something to your clients that's worthwhile for the price that you charge worry about what your competitors seeing chances are they know anyway and even if they don't what they're offering is slightly different to what you're offering because you are you and the value that you offer your clients is slightly different to the value that they offer their clients even if your price is exactly the same and yes some people might choose them over you but you've got to show your value and not worry about them stay in your own lane as it were and don't think that all you need to do is get a client on the phone or potential client on the phone and you can talk through your value you can do that on a website page. And you know, many people will, who can't afford your prices will contact you because they think you're cheaper than you really are. You don't want to waste your time with those people. And people who are your people, <laughs> if that's not a strange saying, they won't contact you if you don't have your prices on or some of them won't contact you because they think you're more expensive and or they don't want that embarrassing conversation or wasting their time. So... If there are any other reasons you can think of not to put your prices on your website, then please get in contact and I'll see if I can persuade you. Because this is something which, to be honest, as a consumer, I feel very strongly about for reasons of transparency and trust as much as anything. But also, I know I won't contact people if I don't see prices on their website because I think they're going to be more expensive and I'm just going to end up wasting my time. So that's it for this week. I'll put my soapbox away. And I'll talk about something perhaps a little less controversial next week. See you then.
Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week. Music